Amen. I would mind if you clap them for Jesus one more time. Amen. Come on, clap them for Jesus. Because he's worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the very going down of the same. Our God is worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's been better to us than we have been to ourselves. Amen. And there is no God like Jehovah. Can we lift our hands in his presence one more time? Amen. As we give him glory. As we give him glory. On this day. Day we've never seen before. A day that many had plans for. But never made it. But you and I, we've made it into this day. And trust me, that is something to be grateful for. And so, today we, we really pause to focus on our mothers and it is so good that a few of us can be in the house on this day certainly uh, to our pastor and bishop bishop everton thomas amen praise god we salute the man of god come on clap your hands and give god praise for our father amen and to pastor jillian thomas who's not in the house this morning but again we put our hands together and salute her Amen. Praise God. And to all mothers in the house, we bless you with a little token. That is not an indication of your worth. Amen. It's just an expression of our love and appreciation to you. Amen. And definitely to my own wife, the mother of my two kids, who I know is watching this morning, not in the house. Amen. Praise God. I salute you. Amen for mothering our two children and still find time to mother me because I need a little mothering myself. Praise God. But it's a special day and we do not take it for granted. We're going to go to the word of the Lord. And I encourage you now to get your Bibles. And let's run into the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. We are in 1 Samuel chapter 1, and we are going to look at verses 1 through 18. Amen. So that we can really get the context of what it is we are talking about this morning. A few verses, but it's, it's necessary to really give shape to our thoughts. So, I'll read in your hearing... Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. Now there was a certain man of Ramathiam Zophim, of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zoph, and Ephrathite. And he had two wives, the name of the one was Hannah, the name of the other, Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of the city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas the priest of the Lord were there. 
when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah, he gave a worthy portion. For he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou and... Why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips move. But her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord. I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. And the, and, the, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. This morning's message Trials and triumph of mothers. Trials and triumph of mothers. Every mother I know experience trials in their lives at some point or another. Every mother I know have to reckon with some obstacles and some giants along life's pathway. And it is only fitting this morning that we just pause and do an analysis of this text and see how it relates to 
the reality of mothers this morning. Now, the specific circumstances and nuances of life may differ from one mother to another. Nevertheless, one thing remains common to all is the reality of trials and triumph. Yes, all women experience trials and triumph from one time or another. Now, as we already know, trials in this context refers to a test of faith, patience, and stamina. That's what trial is, a test of faith, patience, and stamina. Got to battle something. That's what trials represents. It is being subjected to suffering and temptation. It is a source of vexation and annoyance. Trials. Oh Lord. Triumph, on the other hand, speaks to the joy or exaltation of victory. Or success. So triumph is the joy experienced as a result of success. What we can all agree on is the fact that trials always precede triumph. So wherever mothers, everybody in general, but wherever mothers seek to find triumph, you always find trials ahead of the triumph. You never really triumph unless there are trials. In other words, before you get to a place of victory and success, you have got to go through some trials. And I'm sure that's the reality of a lot of mothers this morning. They are on their way to triumph. You're on your way to triumph, but right now, seemingly, your transportation has been broken down at a place called trials. And it's not a nice place because it's a place where you, you, your spirit is vexed. It's a place where there is mourning and tears. But I just want to remind you this morning that this is not your destination. If you're a mother this morning, and as our bishop rightly said, not all mothers are being pampered with roses and orchids and gift baskets this morning. The truth be told, brothers and sisters, there are a lot of mothers who would really not like to hear the word mother, let alone Mother's Day, because what it represents to them is pain and trials. But I want to encourage you this morning. That the God of all grace, the God of peace, is here for you. And he will get you to your place of triumph. Now, in the text we find an interesting situation that really reveal to us trials and triumph of mothers. Trials and triumph of godly mothers, if you may. So this woman now, her name is Hannah, as you would recall in the text. Now the trials Hannah experienced was complex. It was not one-dimensional. The trials that Hannah 
experienced this morning. And I dare say that Hannah is just a representation of several mothers. You can, you can take out Hannah's name and insert your name if this is relevant to you. So it's a, it, it was a complex moment of trial she went through. Why would I say it's complex? It's complex in that it was multidimensional. In other words, there were several different aspects to Hannah's trial. Somebody may be going through something and it's just your finances are jacked up and uh, your health is good, everything else around you is good, you have family support and all of that, but, but your problem is just finances. One-dimensional. Somebody else may have it all together with the finances, but their problems in the family are still one-dimensional. But that's not Hannah's case. It was a complex situation, a place called trial. There were several different aspects, just like many mothers today, experiencing uh, a myriad of problems as a mother. But take courage this morning. God is still on the throne. While we are celebrating mothers, some are at a place of trials and temptation. Trials and obstacles. Waiting, trying to figure out when will I move from this place and get to a place of triumph. Some are in tears. Some are mourning. But I just want to calmly remind you this morning that God's eyes are not dim that he cannot see your tears. Neither are his ears stopped that he can't hear you when you cry. The God we serve, his hands are not short that he cannot reach you. So if you're a mother out there today, if you're in the house, the few of you, and you are experiencing a place of trials, please know that God sees your tears and his hand is stretched out to you so even though you're in a place of trial this morning this is not your destination you're on your way to triumph you're on your way to celebration you're on your way to a place of victory that comes in the name of Jesus but while you pause here please understand that God said he will never leave you nor forsake you but his hand is always holding you and just in case you thought it was your good decision. It is the hand of the Lord that has been keeping you because based on what you have been through as a mother, oh, I don't know who I'm talking to, based on the place you have been as a mother, you really should have lost your mind. You shouldn't be here today. If it was up to the enemy, if it was up to your adversary, you would have lost your mind. You would be somewhere eating out of the garbage bin, becoming a, a spectacle of public shame. But the fact that you still have your faculties together and you have not lost your mind is a testament that the hand of the Lord is on you and you're on a place you're on your way to a place of triumph so Hannah represents many mothers this morning but God's hand is stretched out Hannah's situation was complex and multidimensional because her problem she had financial 
challenges. One, number two, she had relational problems. Number three, she had social problems. Number four, she had intrapersonal problems. Not interpersonal, intrapersonal problems within herself. And she had a spiritual problems. Let me take you through these five areas of Hannah's struggle and then I'll be done. So why would I say Hannah had financial problems? Well, in Bible days, you would recall the financial stability of a woman's future was heavily dependent on the wealth of her husband and the number of healthy sons that she had. Yeah. The financial stability and her future was dependent on the wealth of her husband and how many healthy sons she had. You would remember a little lady called Naomi in Bible days who she got married and uh, uh, her husband died and her two sons died. And so if you know the story well, she went to a dark place because in those days, Women, it was an agrarian society. Women were not really allowed to work. And so a provision was made for them by her husband. And when he died, when he moved on, it, will, it would be the sons that would be responsible. Because they now are the ones who would get the inheritance. So if you didn't have a husband, and if you didn't have sons uh, to accumulate wealth, you become a widow and you become a pauper. That's how it was, by and large. So Hannah must have been thinking about, I don't have any sons. What is going to happen to me when my husband Elkanah moved on? So as a smart woman, you can imagine now, she would be thinking about her finances. Who's that Hannah out there that I'm talking to this morning? Thinking about your financial problems. Oh, you may have a husband, or maybe you don't. You may have a son, or maybe you don't. You may have sons, and, and they're not paying you any mind. Oh, God, let's not pretend, brethren. Uh, I know several mothers who their sons, oh, God, have mercy upon them. I don't know what kind of mind they have, but they would not even look at their mother alive, but would pay no attention, would give back nothing to their mothers. And these women on this Mother's Day are crying soreness and bitterness of heart. It's one thing for us to talk about Hannah and how she mourned and needed a son. But, but maybe under the sound of my voice in this house, in this in the small group, there may be a mother here who things are not at its best with your family. Things are not at its best uh, with your finances. But I'm here to remind you that God's eyes are on you. And you're going to a place of triumph. So Hannah would have pondered these things in her mind. Not only did she have financial concerns and, and, and trials in her mind, to the extent that she couldn't even eat, she had also relational problems. Hannah's husband had another wife, Penina. The interesting thing about this, why I know that she had relational issues, is that Penina 
was fruitful in the womb. The Bible said she had sons and daughters. But this wife, as she occupied the house in this polygamous environment, she mocked Hannah. She mocked Hannah. Hannah couldn't have children. So now, Penina, who could bear children, sons and daughters, she became an adversary to Hannah. Flaunting it in her face. She would have known how disgraceful it was for a woman of those days to not be able uh, to bear children. And so now, she would just flaunt her babies, one after the other, in Hannah's face. Some woman out there today, you're having relational issues and your adversary is just flaunting their blessings, flaunting their children in front of your face. You're desirous of giving birth in the natural and, and you can't, apparently. But, but, but now your, your enemies, your adversaries, they're calling your names. No son to say mommy. Oh, do you know, men, what that feels like? The greatest desire of most women. Oh, there are a few gray areas. But most women, 99.99% of women, they, they were created as nurturers. And so their desire is to give birth and to be able to hold their babies, to watch them grow up. Not Hannah. So she had to live in the same household with her adversary. It's one thing when your adversary is on the job. It's one thing when your adversary uh, lives down the lane somewhere and you have to pass to get to your house. But how do you manage when your adversary is right there in the house with you? And the symbol of your affliction is running around saying, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. And you're hearing that in your ears day after day. Relational problems. Number three, Hannah's situation becomes even more complex because now she had social problems. According to the culture of the day, the inability to bear children was scoffed on by society. It was considered a curse. It's not like today where you can be 35, 40 years and you don't have a child and it's okay, it's your choice. Oh no, in those days it was a shame. It was considered a curse. It was almost a sin to be called a barren woman. This is the social structure now in which Hannah lived. Hannah had to deal with the taunting and the mockery everywhere she went. Not only was the mockery coming from inside her house, but when she set foot to go to the market, you can imagine, oh, the fingers would be pointing, the mouth would be shooting up. There goes the barren woman. Oh, God. There goes the woman of reproach. And she had to live with that. Social problems. You can imagine the woman of the day, the woman on her lane would not want to keep company with her. They wouldn't invite Hannah to the party next door. Oh God. And when Penina was getting her children dressed to go to the party next door, oh, Hannah was inside mourning. So is it with some of our mothers this morning. But come on, mama. Dry your tears. Take courage. You're on a place. You're on your, on your way to a place called triumph. 
But you've got to go through your trials first. Hannah had to deal with the taunting from inside and from outside. Number four, she had interpersonal problems. Intra, within herself. Occurring within her own mind. Why do I say this? Because Hannah was desirous of bearing children. As a matter of fact, she was a mother by character. But she was physically tried. And as a result, her heart and her mind was in conflict with the reality of her body. In her head and by character and by nature, Hannah was a mother. But it was not reflecting in her reality outwardly. Oh God, help me. Intrapersonal problems. It's going on. Have you ever desired something in your mind yet? Oh, let, let, me, let me talk to the men just a little bit because this is not just for the ladies. Have you ever desired something in your mind so much that you have already begun living it out in your mind? And sometimes you drift so far in your imagination of that which you desire. And then when you come back to earth, it hits you like a thunderbolt, but that, that's not your reality. Oh, help me, Jesus, this morning. So now you're having intrapersonal problems now because what's going on in your mind is the opposite of what's going on outwardly. I'm here to tell you, take courage, take courage, because you're on your way from a place of trial to a place of triumph. A mother at heart a mother by character that's why she so badly desired to have a child but her body wasn't lining up with her vision what do you do when your body is not lining up with your vision what do you do when the reality of your circumstances not lining up with your passion and your vision oh i want to do this oh i want to go there this is what i want for my children this is how i want to school my children matter of fact mama you're busy helping to raise the children of other oh god mothers and you are mother at heart but your own child is nowhere to be found no call on Mother's Day. Yes, you may be a, a biological mother, but there is no relationship with your child. No call on Mother's Day. No call on Christmas Day. Oh, you haven't seen him or her in such a long time. Hear me, Mama. That may be your challenge this morning. That may be your reality, but you're on your way to a place called triumph. I don't know how God is going to reconcile this. I don't know whether or not he's going to give you biological children or he will send children into to your life that will be better to you than your own oh god biological children god is god like that he can do it but what i do know is that god will move you from a place of trial to a place of triumph keep on trusting keep on keeping on well the next problem that hannah had that made her situation complex is that she had a spiritual problem what do you mean Hannah had a spiritual problem? Yes, she did, because she was a worshiper at heart. Yes. She was a committed woman. She was a worshiper. And she went up with her husband, pressing through the pain 
of the lack of childbearing, pressing through uh, the taunting. Just, just, just apply your mind and your intellect just a little bit. People are the same wherever you go, in every generation. And so now you can imagine when Hannah was going up with the crowd to sacrifice and to worship and to offer unto the Lord with her God-fearing husband, Elkanah. You can imagine as she walked now, maybe she was trying not to be seen. Maybe she was trying not, not to go ahead. But you can imagine these women with their four children, five children. Come on, Harry. Come on, Jane. Oh, stop the playing. Oh, and one on the shoulder and daddy holding the other one. Lord have mercy and you can imagine now the conversation talking about their children and the different characteristics of their children but here comes Baron Hannah going up to offer sacrifices to the Lord the same Lord who did not give her children can you imagine uh, the conflict and the tug of war now that would be going on in her mind? Year after year, God, I come up sacrificing unto you. Year after year, I didn't have to go. I could stay home. I could, I could stay in my house and hide from my reproach and from my adversaries. But here am I, year after year, going up to worship. I'm here to tell some mama this morning, keep on going up to that place of worship. Keep on making your sacrifice. Keep on giving your tithe. Keep on giving your offering. Keep on fasting. Keep on going up to that place of worship. Because God is going to move you. He is going to remove your reproach. And he is going to move you from your place of trials. And he's going to bring you to a place of triumph. Keep on going up, mama. Hannah kept on going up she went to a place of worship don't you ever stop worshiping if we take nothing away from Hannah this morning hear me out there on YouTube hear me on Facebook I'm telling you if you are a mother this morning and yes you may have received the rose yes you may have received a bouquet but in your heart you are at a place of trial I'm here to tell you that God will move you from your place of trial and he is going to take you to a place of triumph but you've got to keep on being the worshiper that you are you've got to keep on giving him a hallelujah you've got to keep on giving him a thank you Jesus and when you hear the cry of your adversary's children don't let that stop you don't let that prevent you from giving God glory but bless the Lord mama at all times even when you are at your place of trial yes if you bless him at your place of trial it will set tone to when he gets you to your place of triumph. Uh, victory is coming your way, mama. Just keep on going up. And if you have to press through some taunting, keep on going. If you have to press through some mockery, keep on going. I hear the voice of Penina saying, yes, she lives in the house with me, but she is the barren woman. Oh, she can't give Elkanah any children. He loves me more than he loves her, which was a lie, by the way, because the Bible said that Elkanah loved Hannah to the extent that he gave her a worthy portion. What that means is that he gave her excess. He gave her in abundance. 
and Elkanah showed his love to Hannah but there was something greater oh God Almighty the character of a mother was standing out so strong in Hannah's life that even with the overflowing love of Elkanah it did not stop her from experiencing lack of the opportunity of giving birth to that which was inside of her a mother by character a mother by nature but yet couldn't give birth so let me continue to just share with you uh, the, 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 the relevance now of her spiritual problem. Because how do you go and give thanks to a God who shut up your womb? Yes, Hannah was not barren by chance. Ah, it was not hereditary. Uh, it was not a trait that came down through her bloodline. But it was God himself who shut up Hannah's womb. Oh God, chances are you are at a place called trial this morning because it is God who shut up your womb. Chances are you are at a place of dryness this morning because it is God himself who shut off your supply. Oh, help me Holy Ghost. I'm getting ready to close this thing out. We're not preaching this morning. I'm just encouraging a Hannah out there. I'm just encouraging a Michelle out there. I'm just encouraging a Joy or a Pauline out there. I'm just encouraging a Sharon out there. I'm just encouraging a Dawn out there. Hear me and hear me well. You may be at your place called trial this morning, but I heard God said to tell you, weeping mama, that if you keep on accompanying your husband, uh, in your imagination up to the place called worship if you keep on going up to the place called praise if you keep on going up to the place of hallelujah if you keep on going up to the place of Lord I love you in spite of if you keep on pressing through the cry of abundance of children around you in other words you see your enemies spreading their wings like a green bay tree you have to go on up to the place of praise I can imagine some of you when you put your clothes on to go to church they said there goes the churchy churchy woman but she ain't going nowhere in life the devil is a liar because you're on your way to a place called abundance you are on your way to a place called triumph and God is going to move you from a place of trials to a place of triumph but you have one responsibility this morning and that is to keep on going up to a place of worship keep on going up to the place of praise because it's not by hereditary problems that you are where you are it's not because of your boss firing you why you are where you are it's not because your family don't like you why you are experiencing what you are experiencing but it by divine ordinance God himself shut off the supply lock your womb and cause you to be temporarily barren but I hear God said to tell mama this morning God said tell mama that I'm coming through for her tell mama that I'm gonna get there in time mama I may not come when you want me but I'll always be there on time I'm removing you from a place called trial 
So the spiritual problem is Hannah had to wrestle through logics. Because as human beings, it doesn't make sense. Why am I going? I don't have to go. I can stay home. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to call and register. Matter of fact, it's a time of pandemic. So I have a grand excuse. Only 30 in the building. I, I don't have to be one of those. Because God, why should I? I've been praying so long. And you have shut off my supply. I've been waiting on you so long. And yet everything is dry. I've been praying about my daughter. I've been praying about my husband. I've been praying about my son. Been praying, remember, five issues are complex. If it was in today's day, Hannah would be a candidate to see the psychologist. Hannah would be a candidate to see the counselor. Because her situation was so complex. Several mothers, under the sound of my voice, it's not by chance that you tune in this morning. God would have you be here. Because so many of our mothers are out there. A ticking time bomb, elder. According to the complexity of their minds. Broken relationship. Being hurt several times over. Broken relationship. Some of them came so close to marriage. They could hear the wedding bells. They saw the bouquet. They saw the ring. Came so close, and bam, things went downhill. Some of them came so close to a major turn in life, and they saw a place of prosperity. They saw the green field, and bam, something happened, and the supply was shut off, just like Hannah's womb. You have to keep on pressing. Hear me. You're not going to lose your mind. Because the God that created you and created your mind, he's still on the throne. Yes. And he is still in charge. So you cry in your chamber and you cry those silent tears. You sit and you ponder and you long so much to give birth to whatever it is you want to give birth to. It may not be a child physically, but there is something in your, in your bowels that you want to give birth to as a mother. Everywhere you put your hand, it's dry. But God said to tell you, it was me all this time. The spiritual problem then is that you have to keep on going. She was faithful in worship. When you're on your way, mothers, from a place of trial... To a place of triumph. Very often you will be misunderstood. You're going through what you're going through. And people cannot understand why you cry. You're in a church service. And when everybody's jumping and touching the chandelier. Uh, the minute you lift your hand. Tears come rolling down. Or we're not singing the quote unquote worship choruses yet. We, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, we, we, we're still, we lift our hands in the sand. You wear, and we're bouncing and we're getting no groove on. But you're crying. And people don't understand why you cry. What I'm here to remind you this morning, tears are a language. You will be misunderstood. 
Let me say something that's a little audacious. Elder, even the priests misunderstood her. Hear me, it's in the text. As she made her intercession to God, no words were coming out. There was no sound. But as her lips moved, even the priests misunderstood her. So mama, don't, don't worry when Mary Jane and Evangelist Watermelon misunderstand you. The priests misunderstood Hannah and judged her. Oh God, put away the wine. How long will you be drunken? The priest judged her. She said, no, my Lord. I I'm just pouring out my soul. I'm just pouring out my soul. To the one who I keep on worshiping day after day, I'm just pouring out my soul. The one who has afflicted me, spiritual problem. You can imagine the turmoil in her mind. She said, I'm, I'm not drunk as you suppose. But priest, I poured out my soul. And when she made a vow to the Lord, all this time she was famished because the text said she didn't eat. But she got to a place, a crossroad now, where I can imagine Hannah saying, well, today is the day I cross over. I'm leaving this place of trial. And I'm crossing over into triumph. She made a vow to the Lord. She said, you give me a child. I, 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 I don't, I'm not even going to hold on to him. I'm going to give him right back to you. What is it you're desiring from the Lord? Make, make, make a commitment to God. Let him know that if you bless me, Lord, I'll give it. I'll give them. I'll give it back to you for your glory. I will do anything. Just to see you. But, but just bless me. Just take away my reproach. The Bible said when she made that promise, she rose up. And in my interpretation, she crossed over from a place of trial to a place of triumph. Oh, Samuel wasn't born yet. But her countenance, something must have gone off. In Hannah's spirit that confirmed to her that this is the day of new beginnings. I challenge you as you look at the screen this morning. I declare in your spirit that this is the day of your transformation. This is the season you cross over from a place of trial to a place of triumph. Stand with me all over this room. Wherever you are across the world maybe you're just catching this broadcast and as a mother you've been in a dark place for a long time as a mother you have cried over your children as a mother you have mourned over your relationship I don't know what you have lost I don't know what you have experienced maybe like Hannah your situation is complex Financial, relational, social, 
intrapersonal, spiritual. What God is saying to you this morning, today is the day. I'm confirming in your spirit. You're not going to lose your mind. This will not take you out. You will move from this dry place. Because what you thought was the hand of the enemy, was the hand of God, who would have shut off your supply. Whatever that represents for you, God shut off your supply. But now that you're making a promise, I can see you out there. I see you. I see you in TV land. I see you. Yes, I see you. You're making a promise to God that God, I will give it back to you. God, I will use it to glorify you. Lord, if you touch me in my health, if you just give me renewed strength, I'll glorify you like I never did before. Well, God is confirming in your spirit now. And your countenance is changing from a frown to a smile. She rose up and she ate. She went about her business because she knew. And not too long from then, she was pregnant. Some of you are pregnant with destiny. You're pregnant with greatness. You're pregnant with, with blessing. You're pregnant with a higher place. You're pregnant with giftings that has not yet been manifested. You're pregnant with something. And your adversary is telling you, it ain't going to happen. The devil is a liar. God is confirming in your spirits, like he did for Hannah, that you're going to a higher place. You're going to a higher place. Moving from a place called trial to a place of triumph. Lift your hands in the presence of the Lord. And just take a minute and just receive that which God is confirming in your spirits right now. Just, con just receive what he's confirming in your spirit. Just receive what he's confirming in your spirit. Stop worrying about it. Preacher, you don't know what I've been through. Yeah, it's easy for you to say. Yeah, 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 I get it. But as soon as you stop worrying about it, let it go. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah didn't get pregnant immediately. Hear me. But her countenance changed after she made that promise. That to me was an act of faith. She rose up, she ate. Because she knew that it would come to pass. So she released it. Let go. She released it. And she let God have his way. And the same woman who was considered a reproach, God moved her from the back of the line. I don't know in scripture. I don't even know, I can't even recall the name of Penina's children. But I sure can remember Samuel. Oh God, he was a prophet. God moved Hannah from the back of the line. And she gave birth to the prophet of Israel. God is going to make you great. But just let it go. Let God. Yes. Release it. Let God. Let go. Let it go. Let God. Oh, mama, you can't handle it. Let it go. He sees your problems. He sees your pain. He sees your hurt. Let it go. Let it go. 